Hey, CA students in 67A, I'm Jimmy. And I'm OJ. Woo! Woo! Guys, we are so stoked to be here with you tonight. We are interns here at 67A and CA students, and we're so excited to dive into scripture and continue talking about the First John series. OJ, why do we talk about the Bible? Well, what a great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> we talk about the Bible because we believe it is the ultimate source of truth about how to live our lives. Mm -hmm. So good. So good, OJ. Yes, yeah, so if you remember, we've been in a series where we're going verse by verse um, in the book of First John. And if you remember back to Jake and Levi's preaching and Noel's, um, Papa John is writing to the early church and addressing some false belief that the church was facing. There was a lot of false teachers and confusion. So Papa John's mm -hmm. um, purpose was to bring clarity and comfort to the early church. Yeah. And these past few weeks, we've just been talking about how John is calling this community of believers to know the difference between truth and falsehood, mm -hmm. to call them to obedient living and also so passionate devotion to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Another thing we've looked at is how Christian love is meant to look different than the world's love. It's supposed to be distinct, right? So good. Because if we are children of God, then we're going to reflect him. We're going to look like him and his love is different, right? And then the last Two weeks ago, we talked about training tools for true belief. We're talking about discerning between truth and falsehood a little more in depth. And last week, we talked about biblical love, which is designed for and sacrificing for others. Good. So good, OJ. Yes, this series has been such a blessing to me. We have the honor of preaching out of 1 John chapter Holly. 5, verses 1 through 12. And guys, it is so good. So, so good. I'm so excited to share. Yeah. Um, we actually split it up into two sections. Two. So the first one is verses 1 through 5, which talks about the mm. flow of faith. So and good. it goes from everything about yeah. belief flowing into being born again, mm. which leads yeah. to a love for God, um, which leads to obedience. And finally, that leads to overcoming. Mm. Um, and then the second portion is verses 6 through 12, which is our assurance of that very same faith. So, so good. good. So really quickly, before we start, can we pray? Yes. Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for your word, God. We thank you, Jesus, for First John. We thank you, Lord, that your word is alive. We just ask, Father, would you reveal to us truth, Lord, and would we come out of this living differently, Father? We love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, let's jump in. First John 1, 5. All right, and if you have your Bibles, pull them out. And if not, no worries. Verses will be on the screen. But this is First John 5, 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his children as well. Woo so good. My All right, job. you guys. <laughs> My job. We're going to just give some key points to take away. And so this first one is salvation, which is belief in Jesus, changes our identity, and it changes our nature. So good. Woo you guys. And how we see this play out is... The verse says, whoever is born of God or of Jesus has been born of God, right? And so we see that we get a new identity. We become children of God. And this means that before we believed in God, we were not children of God. But that absolutely means that we were loved by God. Yes, and he loved us so much that he wanted to adopt us. There's, a, there's that essence of before we were not, and so now we are. And that means adoption. That we are drawn into the family of God, not that we deserved it, but by his love that he would give, that adoption to us, that new identity. Mm. And then also... The second one, we get a new nature. In this verse, it says, if we love the Father, we will love his children also. I, I know, at least in my life, sometimes I'll be like, oh, man, 
man, that dude, he's he's so cool or whatever. And then I'll meet his family. And I'll be like, nah, nah yeah. maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's this, this part in me that says like, oh, man, I, I'm not able to love them. But the cool thing. Not the cool thing. The amazing, the amazing yes. thing is that when we believe in Christ and when we are born of God, our nature is changed and it becomes the nature of Christ. And that nature is contrary to the world, which just says, yeah. no, we're different. I can't love you. The nature of Christ and the nature that we receive, that new nature, it says, I will love past differences and past preferences. It says, wow. love is the most powerful tool. Wow. And the important thing to remember is that it's not just, like, once and for all. Like, we have this new nature, boom, we're changed forever from the instant we receive Christ. Yes, our nature has changed, but it happened and is happening every single day. Every single day we get to walk in the new nature of Christ. And that's so powerful. Wow. That is so good, OJ. I love that. I love adoption. So that actually leads perfectly into verses two and three, which just say, by this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and obey his commandments, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not Mm. burdensome. So the key thing I want us to take away from this is that godly love leads to joyful obedience. Mm. I'm going to say that one more time. Godly love leads to joyful obedience. So stay students, what I want us to understand about this is that biblical love, Mm. it's not simply a feeling or a sensation Mm. or just like butterflies in your stomach, but biblical love always leads to action. Mm, I'm sure we all know 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, Mm. love is kind, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We can all recite it, I'm sure. Um, And I want us to notice that love follows is followed by action. Like I just <laughs> said, love is followed by action. And in this case, Papa John wants to show the early mm-hmm. church how a love for God leads to joyful obedience. John 14, 15 says, if we love God, we will mm-hmm. obey his commandments. And notice how loving so God comes first and is our motivation for obeying God. And that is our proper source for obedience. So I have a question for us tonight. What is your motivation mm-hmm. for obeying God? Do you obey God out of fear? Do you obey God to keep a reputation or do you Mm. obey God maybe because you feel like obedience leads to earning God's love? Wow. You see, when our motivation for obeying God stems out of anything other than our love for him, we're entering into really dangerous territory. Mm. Um, You see, sometimes um, when our obedience stems out of anything other than love, we can become like the Pharisees in the Bible and we can get caught up in religious duties Mm. and traditions. And we miss out on the relationship we can have with the Father. But Jesus has a different way. Mm, Our motivation can be responding to the love we already have instead of trying to get the love on our own. Again, it Mm. says if we love God, we will obey his commandments. It does not say if we obey God, we will be loved. I want to make that clear distinction that obedience (laughs) stems out of love. It is not to earn love. So another thing I want to make extremely clear is that when Papa John tells us his commandments are not burdensome, he does not mean they are easy to obey. If that were the case, we would not be a savior. I can testify Mm -hmm. that sometimes obedience is really, really hard. Um, But so often the burden we feel is just that. Mm. We try to achieve our salvation through our own works and through our obedience. Um, But the way obedience cannot be burdensome um, is when we realize Jesus already achieved that salvation Mm. for us on that cross. And our obedience is just a response to that love Mm. and to that achievement that he already placed on the cross and to our salvation. 
So Papa John also knows that Jesus promises that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He promises that his spirit is working in us and through Mm -hmm. us and giving us the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Just like OJ said, when we believe in Jesus, we are a new creation Mm -hmm. with new desires. So obedience to Jesus does not have to be boring. It does not have to be ritualistic, but it can stem out of love and lead to true joyful obedience and love for God. Come on. That's so good. Jimmy, I just love what you said, that love always leads to action. That's so good. Thanks for sharing that with us. And let's just jump into verse four. It just says, for everyone who's been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Whoa. Overcoming. That is so good. And this is our first point for this verse and our only point for this verse. (laughs) Faith in Jesus frees us. I want (laughs) to say that again. Faith in Jesus frees us. It sets us free. And so as I was first going through this verse, I was like, conquer, conquer, conquer. And it just made me think of like violent military war, conquest, all these things. But Another version actually really helped me understand what this verse was actually saying. And it just says, every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. And so in this context, we're not necessarily waging war against the world, but we're waging war against a lifestyle. That's sin. We're waging war against the world's ways, against jealousy, against hate, against all these things. And that is what this war is. We're waging war against sin. We're saying no more to sin, and we get to walk in the freedom that Jesus has called us to. And that's why faith in Jesus frees us, because of the work of the cross. It's so cool. We don't have to live anymore in the old nature, just like we just talked about. We get to live into the new nature. Hmm. Faith in Jesus frees us. I just can't get over that. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In Galatians, it talks about how... Christ has come to set us free, that we can live a free life, and that we should Mm -hmm. no longer set ourselves under this burden of sin. And so, you guys, I want us to know that we are free in Christ. We receive freedom. It's this daily overcoming victory over the world, over the world's ways. And you guys, at this point, you might be saying like, hey, OJ, you know, I know, I know, the Bible sounds good, you know, all these things, but like the world, it actually looks more pleasing right now. It's, it's claiming to give me this freedom and it doesn't have as many rules or limitations. And I hear you. I'm a teen. I, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, we know. I can testify. <laughs> Somebody testify. Um, but <laughs> you guys, I want to offer you this as well. When you love someone, you put boundaries on their actions and sometimes that means saying no and in context maybe if some of you guys have experienced babysitting you know what it's like to care for someone like that you'll know that you just say no sometimes to an action that someone is trying to do and that's because you have the greater perspective and I want to say to you does I think God has the greater perspective in our lives and that's Mm. why he says no to certain things but it also means saying yes to better things because there's freedom in boundaries It's kind of a mind-blowing concept, but it's true. There's freedom, and we're saying yes to better things. In John, it talks about how Jesus has come that we may have life and life to the full. Mm. Jesus has come that we can have life and that we can be free. Faith in Jesus frees us. Wow. (sighs) You guys, it frees us. And I just want to go through, as we just talked about this, the flow of faith. I just want to recap that. 
And we saw that in verse 1, we talked about belief, how that belief in Jesus leads us to being to born again. And then born again leads to love for God. And out of love, just like Jimmy talked about, leads to obedience. And then straight from obedience, it flows right into overcoming that daily wow. victory and initial victory over the world's ways. Wow. <laughs> OJ, that is so good. So, so good. I love that. Yeah. So we just summed up the flow of faith. And now we're going to step into the second portion of scripture, which is 6 through 12. And it talks about the assurance of this very same Amen. process. I love assurance. Um, the assurance <laughs> of our faith. So verse 6 this is a good one. So pay attention so with me. Good. It says, this is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the spirit is the one who testifies because the spirit is the truth. So the key thing I want us to take away from this is that God was fully man and fully God from his birth. Sorry, Jesus. (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) Jesus was fully God and fully man from his birth to his death. Um, Now, if you're anything like me, when you first read this verse, Mm -hmm. you have absolutely no idea what Papa John is trying to say. And actually, just a funny tidbit, when I was doing research for this, a lot of the commentaries I read said, this is one of the most confusing verses in the entire book of 1 John. And again, I can testify that is true. So, hey, C students. If you come across something you don't understand in the Bible, let's not be a victim to our misunderstanding of what it says. And let's step in to literally just doing a bit of research and getting so much out of the Bible. I speak from personal experience, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you can too, OJ. When I don't understand something in the Bible and I take the initiative to look it up, I find so much fruit. And it's so good. It's so good. I think the Bible sometimes is like treasure hunting sometimes you gotta you gotta do a little digging but it's so worth it because there's treasure at the end of it man i love the bible so good so let's break it down context is really important um for understanding this this verse context is key so it is key so if you remember levi's teaching a couple of weeks ago he mentioned a group of people called gnostics can everyone say gnostics freaking gnostics freaking gnostics (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) so this is a group of people and they made a lot of false claims about who jesus was one of these being that jesus was separate from the god jesus that the man jesus was separate from the god jesus they believed that the man jesus joined together with the god jesus at his baptism and that they were separated again at the crucifixion Papa John is correcting correcting the church here and saying there is no separation between man Jesus and God Jesus. What does this have anything to do with water and blood, you may ask? Well, when John speaks of water, he's referring Mm -hmm. to the baptism of Jesus. And when he mentions the blood, he's referring to the death and crucifixion Mm -hmm. of Jesus. Papa John is making it very clear to the early church that Jesus was both fully man and fully God in his baptism and his death. Why does this matter? Mm. This matters because Jesus being fully God and fully man is what secures our salvation. You see, we need Jesus to be fully man, to be born under the law, and you need him to be fully God to fulfill the law and bring redemption to those under the law. I know that's a lot, but it's so good. We need both. So that's what Papa John is trying to make very clear to this church. The Spirit also testifies about this. OJ, tell us something about testimony. Oh, I'll (laughs) tell you something about testimony. (laughs) Verses 7 through 9 talk about it. Let's jump in. Verse 7 says, for there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. 
if we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. Amen. Duh. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) For this is the testimony of God that he bore according to his son. Wow, you guys. And this key point right here is the testimony, it ain't phony because God said it. That's right. Because because God said it. All right. God said it. So we should believe it. Amen? Amen. Amen. (laughs) With this verse, I just get the picture of the spirit and the water and the blood. And they're all like testifying in a courtroom. And they're assuring us that our salvation is secure. They're saying, yes, because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we can be confident of this new nature, of this new identity, and also of the freedom and joyful obedience that leads to full life. Their witness gives us a complete assurance because it is rooted in the work of the cross. We can be sure that God, Jesus was fully God and fully man because of this testimony. And in fact, the baptism and the death actually book and Jesus' ministry, which the wow. Spirit was present at. He was present when he when he came down in the dove form, but also <laughs> he was present at the death. And also it's so cool because God is behind the scenes and he is the fourth behind the scene witness, so good. you know, and he is the sovereign God creator of the universe. So, you know, he, of course he's going to be present. He orchestrated the baptism. And we know that because it says that he came down and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And also at the death, when Jesus is talking to him and he says, unto you, I commit my spirit. We can be confident in the testimony because God said it. It ain't phony. It ain't baloney. God said it. (laughs) Amen. So good, OJ. The testimony ain't phony because God said it. I love (laughs) that so much. So speaking of testimony, perfect transition to verses 10 through 12, um, which just say, whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God Mm. has made him a liar because Mm. he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his son. And this is the testimony that Mm. God gave us eternal life. And this life is in Mm. his son. That's so good. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. Man, that's extreme. But the key thing I want us to take away from this is that if you believe it, you should be living it. <laughs> Again, if you believe it, you should be living it. Come on, so good. You see, in our culture, people separate belief and action, mm-hmm. and they think these are two separate things. But the Bible has a different view. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. actions will reflect your belief. The same way That's love so leads to action, belief also leads to action. Okay. So Papa John is saying that if we do not obey Jesus, it goes Mm. beyond just laziness. Mm. It goes beyond that, but it steps into unbelief. Now, remember, he is writing to correct and comfort his family. Mm. So he's not just trying to put them on blast. He doesn't want to just call them out. He wants to call them in to life Mm. with God. And it's the best life. And ultimately, guys, our sin boils down to Mm. unbelief. We don't believe Jesus' way of life is better. An example of this that I fall into all the time is, for example, sometimes I believe venting and gossiping wow. about my friends will make me feel better. It and doesn't. in that moment, <laughs> I'm calling God a liar. I'm saying what he says about gossip, what he says about the tongue and, and speaking death over people mm. is false. And I'm choosing to co- not believe him in that, wow. in that sense. And I think gossip will make me feel better. It will. Um, man. And I remember one of the first times I learned about the weight of unbelief um, Hmm. was when I was really struggling with anxiety and worry. 
and it really had become a problem in my life. I was worried about my friendships, my school, my future. I was and pretty much anything and everything someone can be worried about. I was, I was worried about. Um, and I put all my trust and my identity and how loved I was by people or how bright my future looked um, or what my reputation was. And I remember when this changed, I heard the father so kindly ask me one question. Mm. He said, Jimmy, do you believe that my love for you is greater than your need? Wow, do you believe so that good. I am enough? And I want to pose that same question to you. Mm. Do you believe that Jesus is enough to fulfill your need? That's so good. This simple question mm. changed everything for me. Um, and I realized, honestly, I didn't really believe God was enough for me. And wow. I looked for the love of my friends to fill mm. that need. I was trusting in my future to fill that need. And I was trusting in my own strength to fill that need. But CA students 6, 7, 8, I want to let you know your friends, they are not God and they are not able to carry wow. that burden. That's your so future good. is not God. Your mm. own works is not God. Jesus and Jesus alone can fulfill that need. So mm. when John says, whoever does not have the son does not have life, he's being absolutely serious. Mm. Notice John wow. does not say eternal life is found in obedience alone, even though like we've established, that is a fruit of mm -hmm. belief. Yeah. But he makes it really clear that our salvation, it's a free gift and it cannot wow. be earned, which is so, so, so essential to the gospel and to the cross. Um, and apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ made possible through that sacrifice on the cross, we do not have life. Relying on anything other than the son for our salvation is just death playing pretend. Please hear me wow. when I say that Papa John, he's not trying to condemn anyone, but he's pointing out the reality that Jesus is the only sufficient source of our wow. salvation. He's inviting us to enter into that fullness of life yeah, found in Jesus on. Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And I want to make that same invitation to you. Mm -hmm. If you're relying on anything other than Jesus and you're not feeling full, if you're still worried, if you're still feeling anxious, mm -hmm. there is a greater God and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Man, thanks so much, Jimmy, for just calling us to be faithful to living mm. out the word of God. I feel personally called to live that out in my life and am encouraged that it's not just like, ah, it's like <laughs> in love that yes. Papa John and through the Holy Spirit that I'm being called to yeah. live into what I believe. And so about God, about the truth. Um, man, you guys. This has just been such a special time to get to be with our CA students family. Yes. We love you so much. And we just want to take a look at what we've studied so far. We want to apply the word to our lives. In yes. the Bible, it says that we need to be obeyers of the word, not just hearers of the word. Yes, so and good. so we want to take time to apply this to our lives. Mm -hmm. And so we're just going to go through this flow of faith and the assurance of faith as well. Yeah, so wherever you find yourself tonight in that flow of faith, whether you're doubting and you want to believe, or maybe you're already born again and you don't know quite how to love God, um, we want to invite you to reflect and think about that next step. And we want to give you some practicals for how to take those next steps. Yeah. So the first step in the flow of faith is belief. Do you believe that Jesus mm -hmm. Christ died for your sins and that he has freed us from the control and penalty mm -hmm. of our sin? If you don't believe that, it's important to establish 
what part you're getting hung mm-hmm. up on. Yeah, For example, some of you might be thinking, you know, I really love what the Bible says, and it sounds so great, but I just don't know if I can believe mm-hmm. what the Bible says is true. Maybe your next step is talking to a leader mm-hmm. and asking, yeah. hey, why do you believe the Bible is reliable? I promise you there's some good answers coming your way. So mm-hmm. maybe that's your first step. Yeah. Or maybe if you're, man, like I already believe, but I'm, I'm born again, but I just, I don't know, I don't know what to do, you know? Well, born again is a really practical next step. It is baptism. And yes. <laughs> we love baptism. I love it. Um, baptism is, a lot of people sometimes have this misconception that you have to arrive to be ready for baptism. When in fact, um, the moment you believe you're called to be baptized, it's not this uh, culmination of Christian belief or of your walk or whatever. It is a c- consummation of that belief consummation big word (laughs) big word time sorry it is the start of our belief and we're called to walk from that place the rest of our lives and so the practical is getting baptized right yes and you can contact one of the pastors or contact us through our instagram to find out about how to get baptisms we are doing baptisms very very soon so good the next step in the flow of faith is a love for God. So what are some practicals for this? How do you love anyone? You get to know them. And how do we get to know God? Mm. OJ, how do we get to know God? The Bible. The Bible. (laughs) Guys, it is so simple, but that's what's great about it is that if you want to get to know God and if you want to love God, I promise you, Mm -hmm. if you read your Bible and if you're devoted to reading scripture, the more you Mm -hmm. see how much God loves you, the more you will fall in love with God himself. It's that simple. Read the Bible Mm. and that will develop a love for God. Wow. And love for God, that flows straight into obedience. Yeah, it does. Yes, <laughs> yes, it does. Once you read the Bible, we learn about what God calls us to, the life he calls us to walk into. Then we have to step into obedience. That's the next step, right? And so if, if you're watching and you're saying like, man, I know that there's an area in my life that I'm not walking in obedience to God. Although that's, man, actually, I'm really struggling with loving my, those around me. I'm struggling with loving others. Or man, hey, I'm, I'm. Honestly, I'm gossiping and I'm talking bad about others behind their back. And you know that that's in your heart. I just want to encourage you, come before the Lord and ask him, hey, hey God, what are the things in my heart that are not pleasing? And then ask him to point those out so that you can begin to walk in obedience. If you're gossiping, stop Mm. gossiping. If you're lying, (laughs) stop lying. God commands us to do certain things and to walk in his ways. Obedience, it's not a burden like we talked about. It comes out of love for God. It's a good thing. Yes, I love obedience. And through our (laughs) obedience, that leads straight into overcoming. Um, How do we overcome the world and our old sinful nature Mm. practically? Well, the Bible says we are more than conquerors through Christ. Again, it is not through our own strength. It is through Christ and his spirit. His spirit empowers us to overcome our old sinful nature. So practically, honestly, it's just rely on him through prayer Mm. and through the Bible. Again, if it isn't clear enough, the Bible is really important. And that's what Jesus did when he was tempted in the wilderness. The way he combated temptation was through using scripture. He knew scripture and used it as a weapon. And God is inviting us to do the same thing to overcome Mm. our sinful nature. 
Yeah. And the last thing that we're going to flow into tonight is assurance that from this overcoming of the world's ways, we can step into an assurance of our salvation. And we talked about it tonight, the testimony of the water and the blood and the spirit, that that is a confidence of our assurance. Yeah. You can be confident of the salvation in Jesus and you can have peace because God said it. And what God says we believe. Yes. So Jimmy, good. could you just pray us to close that the Holy Spirit would just seal these things in us and lead yes, us to action? I would love to. <sighs> yes, Lord God, I thank you, Lord, that your word is active, Jesus. I thank you that your word is alive, Father. I pray that tonight, Lord, would your word transform us, Jesus, and would we leave this place living differently, Jesus. Whatever next step we need to take, Father, would you empower us to take that step, Jesus, and would you guide us, Lord. We fully believe, Jesus, that your way of life is the best way of life, Jesus. Thank you for your son, Lord. Thank you for your word. We love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. See you soon. Six, seven, eight. We love you. We love you guys. Love you, family.